Good morning, Chief. Was that him? Hello. Hey, I heard you Hello? for a split second. Read us our rights, Mike. We want to see if we can hear you. Mm, you have the right to remain fabulous. Should you choose to I was, that right? I was rolling, yeah, not rolling yet. <laughs> Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon. We are your twice-weekly podcast celebrating the one-time radio show, now podcast, Too Beautiful to Live. I'm Bobby Pape. On Saturdays, we bring you a blast from TBTL's past, and you just heard William the Dairy Farmer with a not-safe-for-work commentary by me and Mike Frizzell. And speaking of Mike, he's on the line with us now. Hello, sir. Bad Mama Gemma. How you doing? (laughs) Thanks for bringing it over to Monday morning, Mike. Uh, <laughs> no problemo, dude. Joining us, you just heard her laugh uncomfortably. A woman who probably is glad she wasn't on the line with us Saturday, <laughs> but she is with us now. The once more gainfully employed Christy Wise. Hello, Christy. Hello. Welcome. We're sorry that we missed you on Saturday, though I get the feeling you didn't miss us. <laughs> I did miss you. Oh, well, that's that's thoughtful. Uh, I don't think we actually announced it on Saturday's show, but Christy, you had a busy week. Um, you're uh, planting your roots in new soil. Yes. Uh, I and, have uh, a new fiance. Wait, <laughs> roots in soil. That kind of sounded sexy to me. That's okay. It's a theme of the week. Okay. I um, like it. New job. We're happy for you. New job. And that's right. uh, you were just tied up. So I jumped in and helped Mike uh, bring down the the brow too low on Saturday's <laughs> show. Uh, now that we're all back together, we're going to start with a little bit of LRB business. Then we'll jump into our week in review, including our clip of the week. We'll do some housekeeping and we'll talk to you all about how you can get involved with our show. We did not have a guest on Saturday because it was Labor Day weekend episode. We didn't want to burden anyone else with work, but we will have a guest back next week and we'd love for it to be you. So visit littleredbandwagon.com for that. Uh, LRB business short and sweet. It's just a teaser this week, folks. We've got a big announcement coming from your friends at the Little Red Bandwagon, so stay tuned to future episodes. Things are moving. The Rube Goldberg machine is coming together, (laughs) and soon we will have... Get your wallets ready. Yeah, I like it. (laughs) Because we're going to ask you to wash your credit cards thoroughly before you put them back in your mouth. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Let's get going, guys. Monday, 1937, a double-titled show. Uh, title one, Ohio Loves Listening to Our Blog. And number two, Roller Coaster of Emotions. We start with an update from Andrew, broadcasting from his stepmom's car <laughs> outside he of Cleveland, Ohio. pulled a on, the, on this episode. Right. Um. We also have his stepmom to thank, by the way, for that wonderful new picture of Andrew on the roller coaster. <laughs> uh, 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 I thought um, it was, I thought you guys had photoshopped that. That is, that photo's fantastic. Cause you, I, I thought, I thought it was like fake too, but then I saw what has to be Genevieve, like with a big smile on her face, looking at Andrew's, you know, deadpan mug. <laughs> And everyone else on the roller coaster, roller coaster, seems to be having a fantastic time. He just looks full of dread. Yeah, he looks terrified. 
The best part is, uh, I think it was John Takamoto posted that picture to the Stens page, and I managed to find it. Now, the amazing part was that he posted it, and nobody really knew where it came from, and I just grabbed it and threw it on the LRB Facebook page. Uh, that's Little Red Bandwagon on Facebook, everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and people started immediately liking it more than I expected. And people started also asking, like, where did this come from? Who took it? What's going on? I had no idea. I didn't know right. if it was real or fake. I didn't draw the arrow on it. That came See, that that's way. That's the problem, Bobby. I do that all the time. I steal people's photos and I put them up. And then the problem is if somebody starts asking questions, you have no answers. Right. If you're a photo stealer, you just don't have the answers. I just figured that it would make itself, you know, it would all come to, and it did. So that's all right. And uh, we're going to cherish that one for a good long time, I think. Mm-hmm. Um. We started with a quick conversation about hotel food, and I don't remember which one of them said, was this Luke's joke? Just write down shame. That was Andrew. Andrew. Mm-hmm. He's he learning. Went to the little, like it. He went to the little uh, convenience store in the hotel, and she oh, said, right. oh, what do we have? What do we have there to charge him? And he just right. wrote down shame. Or so, any time you've ever needed a $6 bag of combos. That's the that's the thing about um, the fancier hotels is uh, they've taken the snacks down to, you know, that little shop so that you actually have to, you know, wander up yeah, to no the to clerk. That. And, uh, yeah, I don't want to I don't want to have that transaction. Let's put the vending machines back in. I don't care how fancy your hotel is. Let's have a vending machine on every floor so that we can just stumble down there. Get what we need or what we don't need, obviously, <laughs> and and stumble back to our rooms. I don't want to go down to the lobby and stand in front of people trying to do late check-in because I need some fucking Fritos. Right. <laughs> well, there's a there's a tier thing here. Like at the really nicest hotels, there's just um, some free beverages in the fridge yeah. that's in your room because every room has a fridge. And there's like a basket with food in it and they know if you've eaten any of it and they just bill it to you. And then one step down from that, I think is the fridge with the sensor yeah. in it. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's crazy. Cause you, you're afraid to even look in there. Cause mm-hmm. if you move something, you're going to get right. charged for a $12 bottle of water. And there's not enough room to shove your own bottle of water in there right. next to it. So you kind of, and the bottles are always a funny size. So you can't like take one out and then put another one back later. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then you've got these hotels, and that's funny because usually that's like a Hampton Inn, Holiday Inn Express kind of thing, where there's just a, just like a little cubicle of food next to the front desk. And if you've ever walked into one of those in the middle of the night with no one around, usually like, uh, I think last time I did it, a loud voice came over the speaker that was like, "Welcome to the snack center." Oh shit! What? And I immediately know that's not for you to feel welcome. That's so that the overnight clerk sleeping right. in the office knows that someone's trying to steal the food. Someone's about to make a poor decision on some pizza rolls, so get your ass out there and take their money. Right. Somebody wipe down that microwave. <laughs> um, Andrew tells us that he has a TBTL fear of missing out issue uh, and that he missed us, basically, which was thoughtful. Um, and then he jumps into just a whole... Uh, account of his time in Cleveland and at this wedding. Uh, and it should be noted that they were taping on a Sunday for the Monday episode, which is unacceptable, but I guess it's better than no show. <laughs> well, do they have to report Monday to Steve Nelson as a day off if they do that? <laughs> oh, good question. Actually, I think they get overtime for working a Sunday. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a good way to spin it. 
Um, I enjoyed the conversation about Andrew explaining his job to people sort of in the inverted pyramid of journalism, just starting with, I work in public radio. And then if they drill down, he explains a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more <laughs> instead of just trying to be like, I host a podcast, but no, yeah. I'm a sidekick on a podcast. <laughs> I just, I would just send them a link to my blog so they could listen to that. <laughs> Do you know what's funny is that's what my mom calls it. She says, hey, give me a link to that blog so I can listen to it. <laughs> what? Uh, Why is that? Is that just because it's a new, a newer thing? Because like blogs were like a big thing 10, 15 years ago and now podcasts are a new thing. Like people who don't get new technology are still stuck on the old thing that they didn't get. Yeah, I think so. I think blog is the, is the last word she's going to learn. That's it. There's no podcast. There's no, uh, certainly there'll be no webinar. No. Oh, no. no. Slow down. (laughs) No, I think that's absolutely right. I think people uh, keep up with change and they learn new things. And then it's not, um, it's not a tapering off. I think one day just a switch flips in someone's brain and they say, nope, (laughs) I'm done. There's everything that I need to learn has been learned. I'm that way with music. So, yeah, yeah, I get it. It all stopped in about 1982. <laughs> uh, I would say that explains your hair, but it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it, it actually made a relevant point, which is that the TVTL elevator pitch could really use a brush up. Because mm-hmm. if you work in an elevator factory and someone asks you to explain your favorite podcast, there's no, there's no really great 60 second uh, spiel. Oh, I've I mean, never been able to explain TBTL to anybody over any length of time. There's right. just no way. Uh, no. This has come up for me more and more recently now that we're hosting this show. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my my in-laws were over just this last weekend. Uh, it's my, it was my mother-in-law's birthday. So happy birthday, Marianne. You'll never hear this. Um, and my brother-in-law was there and he just said to me, so wait, you have this podcast now. He's young. He knows what's going on technologically speaking, what is your podcast about? <laughs> and I'm just like, well, it's a it's a fan cast about another podcast. <laughs> he goes, okay, what's that other podcast about? Well, it's we two review guys. big girl porn, uh, basically. <laughs> right, right. How many sweats does it get out of five? Um, yeah, it just doesn't. I don't know. It's something about the way it resonates. Like we've talked about how we all landed with TBTL. And I think we all sort of find Luke a different way or stumble into the show a different way and are sort of just enamored by it. It's really hard to find someone and say, you should be listening to this. Here's why. Yeah. And we need to work on that because we all agree it's worth listening to, but it's tough. Yeah. Boy, I wish I had answers. I don't. I just have the fact (laughs) that we need to find answers. Well, well, let's, let's put that out to the listeners. Uh, Try to give us, uh, give us a, like a two sentence, three sentence pitch, uh, under this week's, um, <clears throat> show post. I want to know how to, how can we sell someone in under 30 seconds on listening to TBTO? I like that. I think you could put it under the show post on Facebook, or I would actually really enjoy hearing people's pitch. Right. If people wanted to call us and leave the message. And convince us to listen to TBTL, which sometimes even I need. 802-432-TBTL. 
I want to hear. No, I'm serious. And I we should do ours too, but I don't want to put myself on the spot like that. So let's have other people try first. Okay. Um, how do you convince a friend who's kind of like-minded to other tens, to us? I think that's what we share is we're all kind of similar in the way we think. Uh, how would you convince a friend to listen to it other than just picking up their iPod and making them like forcing them to listen to it? Mm-hmm. So uh, that never it, works. That doesn't right. work for for a podcast. It doesn't work for sex. It just doesn't work. <laughs> Thank you. 802-432-TBTL. Give us those pitches, guys. Uh, and if you can't tell, that was not planned. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's why it's clunky. We get some coaster talk, some hot take coaster talk from Andrew. Let me say this about roller coasters or roller coasters. Uh, you're Andrew at this point, he's 38, 39 years old. I'm 50 years old. You don't have to do anything. Don't feel like you have to go on a fucking roller coaster if you don't want to. It, and, and like, don't like dread it for weeks. Just say, eh, not for me. Not and for don't me. go on it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't get why I, I, when I was 20, yeah. There's shame involved and you're going to get ridiculed or whatever. But even if someone ridicules you when you're 38 or 39 or 50, at that point, you just go, eh, screw you. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> uh, at this point, I would much rather eat a funnel cake and of course it, you would <laughs> enjoy the, the roller coaster of my insulin. Just <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we walk away from andrew's uh exotic uh ohio vacation i was reaching for sandusky sandusky ohio vacation uh we should just note it is his aunt who very excitedly said i listened to your blog (laughs) (laughs) and it actually he redoes it for us again at the end of the week and i it might be the one-liner of the week well i i just wonder if she read his podcast though (laughs) well i I, so this is the day that the it changed. So we got two different epi- two two of the same episode with two different names. And when it came in, I listened to it right away as I listened to your blog. And then I noticed that that one popped up and I was wondering if he got nervous that oh. she was going to listen to it. <laughs> right. <laughs> but then later in the week we found out that Luke just renamed it. But why would he rename it though? Because he he liked the name. He clearly liked the name that he gave it. So why did he rename it? I wonder if it's a file naming thing. Oh, like he forgot that he. Or just to make sure that there was that he didn't upload the same bad file again. Right, because mm-hmm. there were issues on yeah. Monday with the show. It posted late, um, and I think I saw from both Luke and Andrew, Andrew on Facebook and Luke on Twitter that that Infinite Guest was working on it and. You know, I guess we were overdue for a simple fuck-up like that. It, it yeah. happens once in a while with iTunes. Um, my guess, you know, was that he had to give the show a new title so that they could upload it and make sure that it was it appeared different. Yeah, that makes sense because <clears throat> it didn't sound like there was a cover-up. Yeah, and Rolly Coaster of Emotions wasn't uh, a title that, that came up anywhere in the show, I don't think. No. I mean, it was a no. logical jump, but they didn't talk about it. So I think that was a... Uh, fuck, let's just call it this <laughs> moment. Um, and speaking of uh, sort of working on the fly, the top story for Monday was actually that Power had just come back, again, taping on Sunday in Bellingham. And um, before telling us about his weekend, Luke tells us about going to Starbucks on Sunday morning 
to charge his devices because the power had been out and he encounters just the rogues gallery of the random people who are at a Starbucks on a Sunday morning when there's power out. Yeah, some Ukrainian porn was lying on the table, I think. <laughs> no, that was an independent coffee shop. Starbucks would never stand for that. <laughs> that's right. They sell the Ukrainian porn right. in they're Starbucks. Gonna... They're not stupid. That's right. It's right next to the the free single on iTunes of the day and the overpriced granola bar and the water that the makes Michael the Earth Buble a better place. The Michael Bublé collection. Right. Christmas collection. <laughs> it's... um. It, they call it an art magazine, and they charge fourteen ninety nine. I've definitely walked into a Starbucks and seen that group of people. Um, mm. When I was a kid, before we had Starbucks really in my area, I always thought of Starbucks as kind of a fancy, you know, a sort of a step up yeah. from a lot of other chain restaurant types places. But now that they're everywhere, and they have big comfy chairs... And a relatively relaxed policy on how long you can sit there with a $2 purchase. Um, they really just do uh, attract all comers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Luke missed out. He needed to go towards the college. And then you have a whole different type of people that are there. Oh, yeah. Christie's our Bellingham expert. <laughs> You're going to be of great use to us <laughs> yeah. now that Luke's up there in Bellingham. Are, are you? Have you given him any advice? Have you sent him any no. messages on things he has to do or or houses he shouldn't buy obviously you didn't send that one so. <laughs> no i figure they they can be on their own um luke seems like the type that doesn't listen to advice anyways yes <laughs> very much so you nailed it <laughs> um <laughs> right and we'll get into that as the week progresses um luke and jessica we knew that they were going to Huey Lewis from the previous week's shows, and they had planned on camping out just outside the concert in Camaro Kev's parents' <laughs> RV. Because I'm sure it was so expensive to get into the Huey Lewis show. <laughs> oh, I bet it was. Who could afford the Huey Lewis tickets? I bet it was sold out. Um, oh, I bet it was. Mm. I, their AARP had a special. Well, you know, wasn't it at? It was at the casino, right? Right, so they just comped all of their yeah, VIPs. Yeah, that's what... Yeah. Um, but they managed to actually break into the Huey Lewis concert by just busting through some barriers that no one was watching. <laughs> so <laughs> they got up close and personal with Huey Lewis and the news. Um, then we went to the sad news of uh, the passing of Oliver Sacks. Um, I don't have a lot of Oliver Sacks commentary. It just never... I mean nothing bad to say about Oliver Sacks, but it, it didn't resonate with me the way it did with some people. Well, the, um, I, I figured out that I was happy that his passing allowed me to figure out that he was responsible for the, I guess it was the book and the movie awakenings, the Robin Williams, uh, movie vehicle. Um, I had previously thought that he was responsible for patch Adams. And so I hated him, but, <laughs> His death clarified that it was Awakenings, which was a decent movie. So um, I'm sad that it took his passing to get me to realize that he wasn't <laughs> responsible for Patch Adams. Um, <laughs> there was a moment in the Oliver Sacks conversation because apparently he corresponded with people from prison. Or rather, he said that the letters he would always answer were the young people, the old people, the people in prison or something. I should have written him. Right. You should have written him. Luke put a call out for people to write if they're in prison, 
but never gave an address. <laughs> right. And it's not like, A, it's not like they can just jump online and go to TV. Go to Cairo. Or uh, shoot an email. Um, dilapidated house, Bellingham, 98030. Probably would get there. I think they'll know which one you mean. Yeah, I don't know how much they want convicts to be Googling where they just moved. <laughs> right. So, uh, it's time for TBTL to get a P.O. box already yeah. so that we have mm-hmm. somewhere that, that inmates can send mail. Because, you know, I, I don't know how an inmate would get a podcast. Uh, Mike, you maybe can shed some light there. But if they have one, you know, if they get it, it'd be great to hear from an inmate. It would be exciting to hear from someone else who has prison stories. I think it's possible. I think in some um, systems, it's probably possible for them to get some computer time and listen to a podcast. But nobody nobody has an iPod. And nobody has a device on which to download stuff to listen to. So um, when it was on Cairo, it was easy for people in prison to listen. But right. um, I don't think I don't think uh, TBTL currently has a lot of uh, reach into the penal system. I know there's at least one ten who's in the Peace Corps or something, and occasionally puts a call on the Stens mm-hmm. page when they're somewhere with internet and tend to send them episodes of the show on like flash drives or something. Right. Um, could we send like CDs or cassette tapes or something like what would I, be the, I don't, I don't know if things are the way they were way back in the day, all they, ha- all they can get is a radio. Okay. Okay. Well, so basically we need to park outside a prison with one of those FM transmitters or just do it, you know, say anything style. <laughs> and just get picked off by the guard tower. You put you know put your arms over your head with your boombox, and then just get shot in the chest. Okay, I'm gonna do that outside of SeaTac. <laughs> oh, that's that warms my heart. No, yeah. except for they can't open the windows, so they can't hear it. Oh, so rude of me. Uh, oh. Next news story was uh, sadly. Uh, the guy who died falling from the upper deck in a Braves game booing A-Rod. <laughs> he died doing what I loved. Damn. Well, I was, yeah, uh, right. You stole that from me. I was totally going to say that. Right. I'm, he he, he died the like way that. he lived, being a drunk asshole, standing up for what's right. <laughs> right. Uh, but sad, of course, a death sad. But it inspired a conversation about how everyone wants to die. And I don't know that we need to dive into it too deeply, but I think... Uh, uh, fast and before I lose my faculties. That's my short answer. I okay. I always imagine. I mean, I do a lot more thinking about how other people should die. So <laughs> don't really get my, my hands. Much <laughs> right. I always assumed you would go out in one last job, like you would unretire. Oh right, right. Oh. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna all take it as a heist movie, basically. Oh, I'll just pull one of my chicken shit heists and die of a heart attack during it because I hated doing them. <laughs> yeah, actually, um, could your cheese-laden heart handle it the way you did when you were Hell your no. younger man? Hell no. The The good news is is I wouldn't have the explosive diarrhea that I often had prior to doing a, a, a bank robbery because I do eat so much more cheese these days. <laughs> oh, God. The other story from Monday was actually from my corner of the world, a Rhode Island story. Uh, someone sent a drone up. Over one of those uh, electric windmills, and spotted a guy sunbathing at the top of this thing, a couple hundred feet in the air, uh, not too far from my house, not super far anyway. Um, 
I could probably figure out which windmill it was if I went back and looked. Um, I also don't like heights. I don't really freak out about it, but that's a guy just doing what he does because he can. He's the one guy who knows how to get up there. Well, do you, is he some sort of uh, employee of the wind farm, or is this just someone who snuck into the – do you climb up through the thing, or do you climb up on the outside? I'm guessing there's a ladder or something inside it because it's, it's kind of got a sizable base. Yeah, so you need a key? Yeah, I got to think you got to go in through some sort of door or hatch or something. I've never looked yeah. at one of these things up close. I'm, I I didn't catch too much about it, and I've certainly never tried it. Um, but I got to think, like, the drone guy and the uh, the sunbather were in on it. Like, what would the drone guy be doing flying over that for no reason? <laughs> yeah. These right. are these are a couple of freaks, right? <laughs> right. And, and friends. Yeah. Uh, I mean, drone guy, that's just kind of a Jeremy guy. You know, he wants to go into space, and his first thing is to buy a $200 drone. And then sunbathing <laughs> guy is also kind of a Jeremy guy. He like just likes to take his shirt off and make people look at him. You know, so I think you just got like a couple of Jeremy buddies there. Right. <laughs> Two sides of Jeremy's um, yeah. personality split. Mm-hmm. Only other note for Monday, uh, Fang Bonner Road. <laughs> I love that uh, Andrew love forgot about Fang Bonner Road. How can you forget? Once you have a Fang Bonner Road, you never forget. Right. I don't know what the hell he was thinking. Yep, uh, that's my favorite Springsteen album, by the way. <laughs> Uh, wrong state. There's no Fangbona Road in New Jersey. There isn't. Oh, you don't know. I don't know. I don't be. know. Somebody shared sharpshoot me. Didn't didn't he uh, quit his job at the factory and grab Becky and head down Fangbona Road? <laughs> <laughs> right, but he didn't wear a mask, so he ended up dying of something terrible. Like six years later, um, Tuesday, 1938. We've made a terrible mistake. I can't believe that's not a title we've used before. I just have to think that there's at least another TBTL episode called that. I guess we'll know when we finish the archive project. Yes. Right. Or or there should have been. When he bought the Mount Baker house. That's when the last time (laughs) they used the title. Of course, this episode, all about the regret of buying the Burbank (laughs) Springs. (laughs) Um, But it starts with uh, Andrew uh, back on the West Coast. And telling us about an, a McDonald's adventure, including buying a Happy Meal for Veeves, where he thinks one of the fruit options is orange peels. <laughs> <laughs> I love what he said. Oh, that kid's going to be really disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> apple core. I'll, I'll take the apple core. You can keep bad, your orange peels. Bad enough that they're putting apple pieces instead of french fries in a Happy Meal. I mean, I haven't had a Happy Meal in a long time, but... Um, now, if we go to McDonald's, uh, I'm actually likely to get apple pieces, like if we're traveling or something. But as a kid, you're the kid who gets picked on if you get apple pieces instead of French fries, right? Mm. Well, yeah. you just don't give the kids the choice <clears throat> from the All right. beginning. There's just a whole group of kids out there who don't know that French fries exist until they get to elementary school. Yeah, well, also, let's just say there's some kids that I know that didn't know that apples have uh, peel on the outside because for some reason McDonald's, it's all white. Right. These apple peels. Right. Well, because they're probably the same apples that are making their way into the apple pie and they probably just pull them off the line at that point in the Mm -hmm. process. Yeah. 
I so, like the way you think, Bobby. Very, very efficient. Well, you know, if it's anything, this week is all about fast food processing. Do mm-hmm. do they still make those apple pies? Oh yeah. Oh yes. Oh, okay. Are you kidding? That's a that's a haymaker for them. They wouldn't. Uh, they would never take those away. I think they changed them a while back. They went from being fried to baked. Yeah. yeah. Which is you know when they stopped being good, but they still yeah. exist. They still exist and drink up everyone because Emily loves them. <laughs> I don't eat a lot of, believe it or not, I don't eat a lot of McDonald's. Uh, as far as drive throughs go, it's not my favorite. But um, I think it's been even longer on an apple pie. Um, ah, maybe after the show. Um, <laughs> worth noting, conversation about gender-specific toys in Happy Meals, because God forbid a kid play with a Barbie, a boy play with a Barbie, or a girl play with a G.I. Joe or whatever. Um, did they say they're going gender neutral? That's news I missed. No, that's Target. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But the it is kind of weird. Um, I've it it seems weird that they ask what kind of toy it's going to be. I I just don't. And what if you have a kid that doesn't want some stupid Barbie, like you said? Right. I, I just don't. I feel like the question should be: Would your child like the crappy Avenger toy or the crappy? I I don't know what girls play with these days. Uh, Dreamhouse toy. (laughs) You know, like, just ask which toy they want. It doesn't have to be if they're a boy or a girl. Just be like, these are the toys we have. Which one do you want? Uh, None of the Beanie Babies were ever gender specific. I think that's probably the last time I got a Happy Meal. Well, yeah, there were probably a lot of toy tie-ins and stuff that they do that it just doesn't matter. The kids are going to want them anyway. But when they're in between and they're doing something, you know... um, I don't know. They, when they're just kind of doing a non-movie tie-in toy where they probably have to ask. So, you know, because little boys sometimes get offended when they get something pink or girly. Whether that, whether it's been taught to them to be offended or whether it's it comes naturally. But um, it's a thing. Like my nephews, they get upset when there's girly stuff. Right. Just, you know, just ask in the drive-thru, should your kid get the pink or the blue uh, blood sugar monitor? Right. <laughs> oh, You're really on to something, man, with the insulin. And yeah. The, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, <laughs> we get a little bit more uh, Ohio talk. Um, we find out now that it's uh, Andrew's stepmom who took the coaster photo. We also get a ganja banana story. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, I'm ganja disapp- banana. You've you've taken a leap there. It's Rasta banana, isn't it? <laughs> Same. Ganja, sorry, Rasta. sorry. I didn't mean to slander. I think that's still illegal in Ohio. Because if it's a ganja banana, I'm going to keep playing that game until I win. <laughs> is it a banana it gigantic? With- <laughs> if it's stuffed with weed, I'm going to win that thing. Just whatever you do, people, don't smoke the Chinese newspaper. That's no. That. Well, no. It being filled with weed makes sense for the guy to. Put his life <laughs> savings into twenty six hundred dollars because there's at least six grand worth of weed in there. So yeah, go ahead and empty your bank account and get it. Oh God, you get it home, you cut it open, but it's all stems and seeds. Oh, <sighs> that sucks. Uh, Andrew had some kid memories of of going to Cedar Point, and that was adorable. Uh, and then everybody's dreams are shattered when Luke goes to his top story, which is the Burbank Springs is collapsing around him (laughs) Uh, on day one. (laughs) So it is the TBTL money pit. Um, (laughs) 
It's almost as if they bought a house without ever setting foot inside. And this this buying this house was a long process. This isn't something they just jumped into. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, um, Carrie was the front line of this. And I'm not saying it's her yeah. fault, but but she's she's a smart woman. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, she kind of made the same mistake with Luke. So I guess it's understandable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah buyer's remorse. <laughs> yeah. Um, where do we want to start with this? How do we want to unpack the moving in story of the Burbank Springs saga? Um, I guess we don't have to recount the whole thing, but just they show up and then random assholes show up to come pick through the trash left by the previous owners. Yeah, I I don't know. It seemed like he was pretty accommodating and I don't know that he should have been or I mean... How, why did he feel like he should let these people in? Well, first of all, he doesn't want to get rid of all the junk, right? I mean, it's either these randos or him. Oh, oh, I get it. Okay, so it's a bunch. It was a bunch of stuff that he didn't even want in there. Yeah, it wasn't like the refrigerator. I think that's what he was kind of nervous. <laughs> Are they going to start taking the toilets and the? Well, yeah, that's the bargain you make when you let people in to start looting your house. Right. Is like, they might take something you might eventually want, like a toilet or a refrigerator or a dishwasher. Mm-hmm. Right, guys. No, that co- we're actually going to use those copper pipes. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was, wait, I was just about to use the plumbing in this house. You can't take it. I think you know part of it's probably just the awkwardness of the rush, like. Oh, hey, our friend so-and-so, whoever the old owner was, said we could come by and get these things. And you're just like, uh, right? Like, I don't know if Luke made the calculated decision that, like, hey, free labor, I'm not going to have to rent a dumpster. Mm-hmm. Or if it was just like, uh, what do I Because, yeah, my first instinct would have been, go fuck yourselves. <laughs> yeah, this is my house. Right. And you're, you're not the owner of my house. So goodbye. Right. Um, I, I mentioned to you, I think earlier this week, this kind of happened to, to me and Sam when we moved into our house a little over a year ago. Um, we bought our house from just this, this absolute idiot who owned it for just a few years. People who know have heard my story that he upstairs, it's an old Cape, pretty straightforward layout. You walk up the stairs, there's a bedroom to the left and a bedroom to the right. And now in order to help sell the house in his mind, right before he put it on the market, he bought a can of bright pink bubblegum colored paint and a can of like bright green, the Hulk monster paint. And he slapped it right over the old wallpaper in these two rooms so that when people walked through the rooms, they would think, Oh, a girl's room and a boy's room. (laughs) Never mind the um, gender neutral cobblestone linoleum that he laid down in those rooms. Um, this guy destroyed the house before we moved in. It was a you know beautiful house that he just did three years of poor maintenance to and made things worse. But when we moved in, we moved in late in the evening. Early the next morning, he comes, and I hear the door rattle and then knocking. He never took a final reading on the meters, and he couldn't close his gas and electric accounts without them. Mm-hmm. And I think that if the I hadn't stayed up until four in the morning and then changed the locks before we went to bed, he would have let himself in. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. He would probably, you know, just want a little breakfast, read the meters, and he would have he would have gotten out of your hair real fast. Use the toilet. I mean, obviously. Right. Clearly. I mean, he um, he was in his standard uniform, which was his Target employee T-shirt, his um, nose ring, and his cowboy hat. Wait a minute. A cowboy hat in Rhode Island? 
Cowboy hat and boots. Um, when How many people in the- Rhode Island right now are wearing a cowboy hat besides that guy? Well, I think he moved to Connecticut, so no one. <laughs> <laughs> when we looked at the house, there was a shelf over the bed displaying all of his cowboy boots. What? I don't think a he's shel- ever- A shelf for his cowboy boots? Yes. I don't think he's ever seen a bull except mm. for the piercing on his face. Um, Let me ask you this. I, is he a short fella? <laughs> um, what he's are you saying a, about short people? He's an average height, somewhat stocky, Marlboro smoking, cowboy hat wearing man. Did you no, ever see him? Did you ever see him uh, when he wasn't wearing cowboy boots? Uh, no, I did not. Actually. He's a short man. Let me just tell you that. <laughs> you would know that down that way, huh? Do you get them a lot in Austin? Yeah, yeah. We get a lot of a lot of guys are heightening with the uh, cowboy boots. The <laughs> the fun part is that you just have to shove them with one finger and they fall over. <laughs> uh, so, so anyway, I've, that's my similar experience story. I mean, that's that's step number one. Always change the locks immediately. Mm-hmm. Immediately. Mm-hmm. Well, well, it's just so weird what people do to houses. And I, I mean, I don't know. And then they choose to live there. I bought, I kind of had this buyer's remorse and I don't know if it's that you're just so excited about buying a place that you don't actually look, look around. Um, I moved into a place that had blue carpet that looked like a Muppet had, was skin like cookie monster blue. <laughs> yeah, exact Grover or cookie monster blue. Oh, Grover. Yeah. Okay. Um, it had mismatched baseboards. Um, not just spaces, but it would be three inches and then down to one inch, um, five nails in every half inch. <laughs> it, it was so weird. And I didn't, I just didn't notice it when I first, when I looked. I think there's a, there's a euphoria. I think that sets in once you, you decide you like a house and then you just don't look at it as critically anymore. I think mm-hmm. that happens to people. Right. But. This, I mean, this whole, I can't believe that everything seems to be coming as a surprise to the Burbanks <laughs> right, about these, this house. <clears throat> these ceiling tiles are a perfect they example were there. of that. Like, they were impossible to miss. Yes. Um, the next chapter in this Burbank Spring story um, that runs along the same timeline is that when they arrive, Carrie's not feeling so hot and... Oh. Uh, desperately needs a little bit of privacy while these people are looting their house. I was shocked that Luke told a poop story on Carrie. I think he sort of ambushed her with that because they were talking live while he was recording and he asked her if he could tell the story. And I think she thought that he meant the story of the people coming to loot the house and that the fact, you know, and that they were very disappointed in a lot of stuff about the house. I don't think she was actually agreeing to him telling the poop story, but he was into the poop story pretty quickly after he got quote unquote permission. And I don't, I don't know. She doesn't seem like someone who would have wanted that out there, but he, he told her, he told a poop story on his wife. Yeah, that happened and mm-hmm. it will be on tape. And it's an episode that I bet will come back around because it was kind of a milestone moment for the Burbanks. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to be the last time we hear that story. Yeah. Carrie, I'm sorry. On behalf of all of us, we can apologize for Luke, can't we? We have that authority. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. He we're shouldn't s- have done that. We're sorry. Uh, 
And Christy, you can stay quiet here because women don't do poop. No, they don't. I, I, you know, actually, I have a friend, uh, my friend Dave in, in Los Angeles. He has claimed his entire life that women don't poop. He does. He doesn't believe that they poop. Uh, obviously, he's you know he's fifty and still single. Uh, <laughs> but but he he clings to that belief. He also thinks Adrian Beltre sucks. So he's he's a dummy. So. <laughs> Um, what, there's a certain courtesy that comes with being, um, that comes with being married to someone. You, you don't, you're in a hotel room, you turn up the music when the other person goes into yeah. the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Like, you just turn a blind eye to anything personal and disgusting. Yeah, let just, them, let them have it. That's right, because you have yours and it's reciprocated, you know? Yeah. Um, this is just... It actually just reminds me of the Susie Burbank didn't fart until she was 18 story. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, you just let her live in that fiction if she wants. Uh, um, moving on. I need to get my run sheet back. There we go. Oh, I enjoyed the fact that Andrew just interviews Carrie for a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Luke just hands off the mic and the headphones and is like, just go. Go host the podcast. I enjoyed that. We should get her on more to do that. Yeah, I um, really I really liked how angry Andrew was getting. Yeah. <laughs> um I've joked before that that um you know, Carrie and Vive should co-host a special episode of the show. Mhm. But it would be seriously great to get Carrie on mic more. I mean, she works in media enough to know how to handle herself. Should be fine. Well, back when uh back when we were doing takedown, I pitched something to Matt and we never really followed through on it, but we were going to do like uh, Real Housewives or Real Wives of Podcasters and just do a series of of shows with the wives of the podcasts we liked. And yeah, we could shortcut that just by having them do do one together. That would be fun to listen to, I think. Yeah, I'm sure Matt was just hesitant because uh, and we he just cut women. him down so hard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, email from Tuesday, um, basically... This kid I know is ridiculous. Should I warn him that his life's going to be miserable if he doesn't start acting normal? Consensus is no. Because those are lessons you have to learn when you have an affectation. Yeah. 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 I um, I come at the affectation thing from the other side of the fence from uh, Burbank and Walsh. They, Andrew had his houndstooth mm-hmm. uh, jacket and hat and Luke had his unicycle I spent my youth trying not to be noticed, trying to just blend in. I don't think I took part of in any fashion trend in my entire youth. I don't think I, I ever had a haircut that anybody else wanted <laughs> my entire youth. So um, I guess I had the opposite opinion. I, I, I want to talk to that kid and just say, knock the shit off. You know, you're, this is stupid. Knock it off. But look how I turned out. So I, I'm in no position to give that advice, but I totally am on the other side of the coin of, of, uh, it was like, don't look at me. That was, that was my motto. Right. As opposed to the Burbank. Oh, please, please look at me when he was a kid. Get that kid a unicycle and wish him luck. (laughs) I think he's going to find his people. That's true. That is something that happens more now than it did when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. It's easier to find your people. With the internet and with more general acceptance of weirdos, 
Yeah. Yeah. Weirdos. I think that people just kind of know those weirdos are going to be your boss someday. <laughs> right. <laughs> Whether you're delivering pizzas or. People are being nicer to weirdos. Yeah. Is because what you're they saying. rule the world. Yep. Yeah. Weirdos are going to rule mean, the world. People look up to uh, Steve Jobs and Bill Gates type people that they used to put in garbage cans and lock in their lockers. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, final note from Tuesday. Do not put your TBTL mugs in the dishwasher. <laughs> Don't do it. The decals come off, people. You've been warned. Um, to Wednesday, 1939, this old hut, uh, Luke is working on the house in yeah, his I think that, that'll, be, that'll be a note you can make in every show. Uh, for the rest of time. Well, he's yeah. taking yes. a week off. Right. Uh, yeah, that's true. He should, I, Hey, now is when he should fly to Buffalo and lose every bit of ID. <laughs> right. <laughs> I love that they found it. Behind a dresser or right, something. Right, they did. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. I wouldn't have ever expected to see it again. Um, so Luke is working on the house, and Andrew has found a construction project of his own in the virtual world. Um, let's actually take a minute now and listen to a clip from Wednesday's show of Andrew explaining uh, his newest obsession. Um, well, the fun part is you, 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 you close the door to your room and you don't have to talk to anybody for a while. Ah. So, uh, no, you know, it's, there are two, it seems that there are two different ways that you can play. One is just creative mode where there's nothing ever out to get you. Everything is, um, it's just a world and you just, you just learn how to build things and you can get like really OCD about it. And as opposed to just building a log cabin, apparently like somebody, somebody was telling me this weekend that they saw somebody had built a, um, they they built an old Nintendo Game Boy and then screen by screen created the old uh, Mario world within it. Like apparently you can get down to such meta and micro levels on this game that you're just you're cre- if you were to use that energy to produce something in the real world you would um probably be able to make the world a better place but instead you're putting all of that energy into a virtual world. Yeah, it's taking all of my self-control to not Take a pretty dim view of the idea of virtually building an outmoded video game device um, because, hey, do whatever you want for fun. I mean, I really mean that. And, and most of my um, hobbies and diversions have absolutely no value in the world. And I say that with all sincerity. But that's one that I, you're probably not going to catch me, probably not going to catch me building a, an old Nintendo controller or whatever on a new computer program game. Yes. And for me, I think the reason I wanted to try it, and so far I have not gotten to the level of the comfort with the game where it's actually providing what I need from it, but which is therapy in a certain way, like in in a certain way, like actual, like I, I always like to play little games that um, kind of uh, give me an outlet for my OCD a little bit while I, let's say, listen to podcasts or sports radio or something like that. And it's been this way my my entire life. 
I think I've told you this before. Uh, when I first, my very first computer was a 486 computer, and it was not hooked up to the internet. And when I say uh, my first computer, I don't mean I was a a a, um, a youngster. I mean this was the the computer that I left my dorm with or my college apartment with and brought to my uh, brought to New Hampshire for my first job. And I did not have the internet for the first couple of years, or at least the first solid year that I even lived in New Hampshire as a professional person. This would have been 2001. I didn't have the internet. So I would go home, and you know how when you lo- – well, you use a Mac, but for everybody who uses a window, you type in a, a – you know, you have a login screen. You have different user accounts so that, you know, if me and Genevieve both want to use the same computer, we'll have different logins for it. And you can customize, you know, your login. Well, I used to create just – not hundreds, but I created like dozens of different login screens for myself, and I would create little custom desktop backgrounds and little custom icons for the desktop. Like it served absolutely no purpose at all. It was merely something that I could kind of get all OCD on while I was, um, you know, listening to the radio. It was just like kind of a – it was kind of like playing free cell. I also went through a free cell phase where it's just like it turns off a part of your brain and you can just sort of click without thinking about it too much. I was hoping that Minecraft might bring that kind of, um, I don't know, outlet for my OCD. But so far, it's it's so complicated kind of learning the ins and outs that it, it would actually kind of gave me a headache last night. I was also on zero sleep. Those logins that you created, were they... I mean, what what sort of names did they have, and did you then regularly log into them depending on your mood? Like, what, what was their purpose other than creating them? There, that is, ex- you just nailed it. There was no purpose other than creating them, and that's exactly what I think the argument for Minecraft would be. It's just, it's just the fun of kind of creating and kind of zoning out and doing and doing your thing. Again, for me, it's while I listen to the radio and stuff like that. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think that's the point. Like, I don't remember the names of those logins. That well, you know, I'm sure it was just like Andrew one, Andrew two, Andrew three. But the point was, then I would you would open it up, and like the background desktop image might have a theme, and then I had gone through and like created little bitmap images for each and every icon on that screen that would match that theme. Again, totally pointless. I never used them. They were only an exercise in, I don't know. Let's call it digital art. Let's call it the fracturing of an adult man's uh, personality and psyche into different splinters, each represented by a uh, different login. This is, this is the Andy who burns things. <laughs> this is the, this is the Andy who watches the other Andys and makes sure that they don't get out of line. Yet none of the Andys were the Andys that kiss girls somehow. <laughs> I don't know. So while Luke has fallen into a money pit, uh, Andrew has fallen into the bottomless time pit that is Minecraft. Hmm. I'm not familiar. Do you guys do you play the game or just participate in the game? What is it? Is it is there a ball? Can you hit somebody? What happens? I don't understand. I don't get it either. <laughs> um, but I know that Jeremy's daughter is obsessed with it. I love really? that your instinct. <laughs> is that games are played with balls and sticks and people <laughs> interacting in the real world. Yeah, um, I mean, I I just want to hit somebody. Is that so wrong? <laughs> uh, I'm vaguely aware of how Minecraft works. I've never, ever tried to play it, but um, it reminds me of the Sims games and things like that, where it's just sort of an open world and just do what you want, except that everyone else is also there doing what they want. 
Um, people can you bother to- them? I mean, can you go like tackle somebody? Like, can you like really get low and explode up through them and just just really get them? <laughs> Uh, I do knock believe- them into whatever boat they're building or whatever the f they're doing, and that's. I, I, I believe you can stupid. actually go kill other people. I don't know how that goes down. <laughs> I don't want to kill them. I just want to tackle them. <laughs> you just want to be an annoying bastard. Yes. Uh, I believe that's the case. Maybe we need to have a Minecraft expert weigh in mm-hmm. at some point. Um, maybe that's another good voicemail call because I don't. I don't think any of us are in our wheelhouse with us. Actually, uh, maybe Ellie could just come on and explain it to us. Sure. Oh, uh, I asked her to explain it, and I still it made it even worse. (laughs) I I still don't understand. I I feel that maybe Bruce and like Stevens because he posted a bunch about it. True. Yeah. Um. I know what he plays with his kids. I I guess. Or that's um, just something that you pretend you're doing it. Oh, it's for the kids. Yeah, that's kids. That's right. 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 I'm just curious if we can all get on Minecraft and then build a podcast about a podcast in Minecraft. Oh, that's an option? <laughs> Probably. If that's an option I'm in. I wonder if their audio is any better than Google Hangouts. <laughs> <laughs> in Minecraft, we have a whole bunch of downloads. Right. <laughs> I'm going to tackle Christy. Hang on. <laughs> in real life or um, in, in, in Minecraft? Both. Let's Wait, are there actual you. people in it or do you just build worlds? Yeah, that's that's what... Can you well, see these other people? And Can, can you, you actually can you talk create... to them? Right. I believe how good looking can I make myself? I believe you have an avatar and everyone else has an avatar and you can interact with these people through your avatars. And if you're really lucky... You can have weird alien sex with the blue things with your what? avatar. Wait. I have no idea. I'm just thinking about I'm the movie Avatar right now. now. Is it Wait. $25? That's yeah. it? <laughs> so I have a question. Is it is it similar to World of Warcraft where you can interact with other people? Or is it just you? I'm so confused. I mean, we I have... don't know why I'm asking questions to you guys. You know right. even less about it <laughs> right. than I do. We, we have... We have a handful of listeners to this show, and more than half of them are yelling at us right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because Minecraft's a super popular thing that we know nothing about. Yeah. I thought it was Minesweeper. That's 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 how... And I thought it was Mind <laughs> with a D. That's what Luke thought, too. Mind Minecraft? Yeah. Right. I, know, I know that it's pixelated things because I've seen that. Oh, pixelated a, things. Exactly. Pixelated Everything that I... sword. Or something. Mike, can I race you to the pixelated joke? No, no, I'm not even going to make it. I'm not even going to make it. <laughs> well, no. I mean, just, you know, I've never viewed anything pixelated. God forbid my laptop die and have to go into the Apple store after the pixelated things. <laughs> <laughs> I think we, we discussed the virtues of incognito windows on Saturday's show. Sure. But just remember, sure. I'm well, sure the Google people or the Apple Genius Bar people can still figure out just yeah. what terrible things I've been watching. <laughs> oh, no doubt. Um, I know that there's something where people watch Minecraft videos that are on YouTube. Oh, my Because God. Um, Ellie once said, do you know that there's more than a, a million ways to die? Like in a really <sighs> creepy voice. I said, where did you <laughs> hear that? Minecraft. <laughs> We need to get Ellie back on the show sometime, but but not 
right now because we're already running long. Oh, she um, has a great story about um, how, why the Sonics left Seattle. So that, that we need to keep that in our pocket. You way to blow our big announcement, Christy. <laughs> oh, so if I if I ask Howard Schultz what he didn't know how to do, he would say how to offer my team to a local buyer for more yeah. than thirteen. How minutes? to not <sighs> how to not lie. How to not be a lying liar who lies. Speaking of being unreasonable in unreasonable times, we talk about Luke's book briefly about staring out windows. Right. <laughs> He's an expert it at seems staring to out windows. The status of the book, of the work on the book, is uh, staring out window. And I was super impressed that Andrew called back like a random off-the-cuff story Luke told about staring out his window from his dorm at the UW. Um, mm-hmm. like once that's not a story that's in the rotation either. Yeah. It's those, um, it's actually really beautiful. Those, those dorms sit up on a bluff above, uh, Lake Washington and it's no joke. That is some amazing real estate and some mm-hmm. amazing views. I'm and surprised they yeah, haven't if, ripped those, those dorms out to put up condos. Oh, I know. I mean, like UW owns so much real estate in Seattle and, the most valuable real estate they have is pro- they still own is probably that, but they still let students live there. So it's pretty amazing. To our top story of the day, um, one that we probably don't need to rehash too much because everyone else on Earth already has Kanye's speech from the VMAs. He doesn't get award shows, and yet he keeps talking at them. And keeps um, going to them. Right. And Luke and Andrew call him the TBTL of the rap game. <laughs> I can see it. <laughs> I think it's a little loose. Um, the part that horrified me the most of that speech was actually the the pain in the audience hearing this really terrible forced laughter because nobody knows Ugh. what to do. Um, oh, I I I'm done with Kanye. By the way, not that I was ever really into him, but I'm completely done now. Yeah. Uh, as far as TBTL mascots go, I just assumed that would be Gary Busey long before that would be Kanye. Mm-hmm. I feel like the long-standing relationship the show has had with Gary Busey is much more fruitful by way of drops and general humor. Well, don't you think that that Kanye is the Gary Busey of the rap world? <laughs> <laughs> Touche. I think the lack of self-awareness is on par with Gary Busey, for sure. Yeah. I think people just kind of nervously laugh and, and clap and go along with his weird speeches because they want to keep being invited to his parties. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's the, he's the emperor with no clothes at this point right. because everyone's afraid to say, Hey, that album. Wow. Just terrible. <laughs> just terrible. You know, <sighs> cause you, 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 you don't want to be the first person to step out and say that. And, and it just, the, the momentum of Kanye will just continue. Right. Well, um, and also, it just, it was really weird. I mean, you, we don't need to get into it, but him calling out someone for crying. Do you know this? In the in the speech, he called out Justin Timberlake for crying because he lost uh, lost their award. Come on. As a, as a crier, that offends me. Yeah, and Kanye's never made a big deal about somebody losing an award. <laughs> <laughs> Our other news... Our other news story from Wednesday, Chinese monkeys trained to bring down birds' nests at airports. Um, fascinating. On to email. Uh, whatever. Um, 
listener writes in um, sort of understanding Luke's childhood, saying that a trip to a place like a Red Lobster would have been unheard of, unthinkable, um, far too fancy and exquisite and sort of unnecessary. And um, I sort of see that. I've explained before. My childhood was weird. We didn't spend on a lot of things, but then we did spend unnecessarily on some random things. But um, chain restaurants were really low on our list. I didn't until I got to college. I almost never ate at chain restaurants. I don't think I did either. I there was just a couple restaurants we ate at when I was a kid, and yeah, they weren't chains. The only chain that I ever um, that I ever had regularly was McDonald's, and that was because they sponsored my little league team. And when we won, we got cheeseburgers. When we lost, we just got the stupid uh, orange drink. <laughs> I like that they didn't reward you for losing. That's, I yeah, that's right. my kind of sponsorship. <laughs> I know. I was really. I it taught me a lesson. I mm-hmm. would cry when we lost, and good oh, because I hated losing, and I also it wanted was probably a your fault. That's why you lost. It usually was because right. I was pitching. <laughs> Did you guys get the cooler O orange drink for? Yes, that's amazing. I think they still yeah. do it. Orange drink is so good. Um, next season for the green grasshoppers, Christy, mm-hmm. you need to see if you can get yourself one of those McDonald's coolers donated. That would be awesome. <laughs> yes. But I also wouldn't let the losers drink. No, of course not. <laughs> I did. I did proclaim that snacks are only for baseball players mm-hmm. when some of the <laughs> only people for people that would take their out. bats. Well, but the definition of playing baseball is pretty thin with that team. Right. Just not sitting on the bench counts. Yes. <laughs> No, I think the kid I, – I want to give all the snacks and all the orange drink to the kid on that team who every time he got a hold of the ball, he went and tagged every base and every player. Yeah. That kid was my hero. Yeah, he gets double snacks. He was snacks. like, I'm going to get somebody out. I don't know who. <laughs> That's a good hustle. Yeah. Um, eventually, I, eventually an umpire is going to signal out because I'm going to tag the right, right base and the right person. Uh, Luke also gets an email uh, from a – an architect who happens to be a woman, Avery, I think. That's that's not that that's Mm-mm. not real. It's not it's not a thing. <laughs> uh, four steps for uh, coping with the buyer's remorse of the house. Uh, <laughs> the short version that I wrote down: one, clean all the things; two, fix the easy stuff that's bugging you. I think it even said like if you don't like that light fixture, just put a box over it. Uh, three, paint every room so that it's your own, and then four which Luke has already omitted, which is the plan rather than rushing into the big stuff. I thought it all could be taken care of with just one thing. Put an oily rag in the toaster, depress the toaster button, <laughs> well, and drive away. Step one, make sure your insurance has, has become valid. Then <laughs> right. continue. You know, you need to be confident in that because you can't be the guy who checks on his insurance right. five minutes sure. before putting the oily That's rag true. in the toaster. So. <laughs> Yeah, you should just be confident that you have the insurance. <laughs> well, it's just like the boats. You know, the two happiest days in a boat owner's life are the day he buys his boat and the days he buys several more boats. <laughs> <laughs> and then the day the entire armada sinks into into the bay, into right. Birch Bay. Or the day that he throws bodies cut up into the water. Let's Anyone watch to- Dexter? Anyone watch Dexter? No. No. <laughs> Let's go to Thursday. 
1940 podcast sidekicked. Um, we'll get to the important parts, uh, but I do want to stop and just say that Luke had to wrestle his popper stopper out of Rudy's mouth <laughs> before he could start recording. <laughs> Uh, Luke is mining the coal seam of stories, looking for anything he may have left on his last pass. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, I listen to Livewire on a pretty regular basis, and his monologues are fantastic. And one of the reasons that they're fantastic is he has worked these stories out over the years on TBTL. He's told, the, you know, these are stories that he's told two or three times, and then, you know, he writes them down and actually delivers them as monologues, and they are terrific. But I can see where he's worried or why he's worried because he has to do, like, I guess, 26 of these shows, something like that, a year. And, you know, who has 52 or, you know, he's going on like his third or fourth year of Livewire. I mean, the well has to be running pretty dry. I'm thinking of maybe trying to sell him some of my stories, maybe some Bunyan stories. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know. Suddenly, Luke's going to start talking about the six years he spent in prison. Yeah, right. It'll be fascinating. <laughs> People will go like, I didn't know that about Luke. Oh, I wondered this way back when Livewire started. He was doing two monologues every time because they taped two back to back when yeah. they tape in Portland. And um, I noticed, you know, right off the bat, I forgive him for those first couple episodes. He was pinch hitting. Uh, so yeah. to pull out some trusty, you know, back pocket material is fine. <clears throat> But I wondered early on how long it could last because he has a finite number of stories in the top rotation and we love all of them. Uh, but I don't know if the live wire audience would be as receptive to the repeats like that. Yeah, I, I think he might eventually have to switch gears and go to like, you know, tell what happened this week, you know, right when he was on the road and doing a story on adult camps or something. <laughs> um well, you know, well, I, I think he just this all these monologues could just be his book, right? Oh, I'm sure they will. Well, be. very much so. Yeah, very much so. When I was growing up in the church, you know, I went to church every Sunday, and um, I had a we had a younger priest. It was really his first major assignment, and he's still there actually. And he's one of the, my favorite people in the world. Um. But we sort of grew up together in that church. You know, it was his first major job, and I was like four years old when he started there, and we're still close now. He did our wedding. Um, he went through this cycle, and I remember it from when I was a kid. You know, the liturgical calendar is three years, and so we had like three years of great homilies. And they sort of cycle after a while, and he had the same stories. And then after about a decade, he just fell back on whatever was in the paper that week and turning it into right. a sermon. Because <laughs> right. you just, you know... Uh, um, it's like when you've been married and the only thing you have to talk about is what you did together because you're always talking to each other. Yeah. You've only got so many stories. Um, you know, Luke will figure it out, but uh, I thought it was nice that he acknowledged that. Whereas yeah. uh, Andrew just acknowledged how much time he's thrown down the Minecraft shaft. Yeah. I think Luke could always, he could always just go to the Stens page if he needs, you know, some <clears throat> relevant, interesting material. That's true. Um, did you know that the Obama logo turned upside down and turned gold looks like Trump's wig? Oh, no, 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 no. I hadn't seen that, but but well, now that you mention it, got, I'll go to the Stens page and check I it out. I got a post for you. <laughs> uh, 
an email from a listener moved up in the show because they might not live long enough to get to the end of it. <laughs> Is there asbestos in those ceiling tiles, Luke? Answer, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Well, I like I like how the, the emailer said, well, you won't get cancer for 30 or 40 years. Well, Luke's almost 40, so he's already on the back nine. I mean, I think I could just snort asbestos myself right now. And- <laughs> he, Luke has also had his midlife crisis for the last 10 years. Right. Yeah. He, totally. Like Luke's on maybe the 10th hole. I'm on the 12th or 13th. No, no reason to worry about long-term cancer worries. No, no reason to worry about mesothelioma or uh, asbestos. I don't want to make light of that email. It was a very serious email from a mm-hmm. woman who I believe lost her husband to a similar issue. Um, uh, and it just Luke should know you can go to like Home Depot and get a test for that. Like it's not a hard thing to figure out if there's asbestos in the situation. Just, just, just go do the test. Um, I wonder if we'll ever hear back from that email he sent his home inspector about it. <laughs> well, it would have been noted in the inspection. <clears throat> I guess. I mean. Isn't it required, Christy, for them to list hazardous yes. materials in the house? Yeah. Yes. As long as they know. But, like, you don't know what's. Oh, because, yeah, they stole those off a job site. So it's hard for them to know. <laughs> Hard for them to know what's actually in, in those tiles. In Luke's, in Luke's word, tiles from a construction project that went TU. Yeah. Which I don't think I've ever heard anyone use it no. as an acronym before. I don't think that's a, I don't think, I mean, does it take too long to say tits up or are we just afraid of offending someone and are making people figure, figure out what you're saying? Is that more annoying than actually saying it? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's it's two monosyllabic words, so really it took no more time than saying to you. Right. Um, I just thought it was funny. Um, it just and, made you think for a second. It's like, to you. Oh, right. Well, you didn't have time to say tits up? Uh, Andrew, for his part, uh, never wore a mask while working in the fiberglass factory <laughs> Wait, <laughs> because okay. he didn't want to look uncool when he went to the break room to read his book at lunch. His Bukowski. Okay, but when he talked about working in these factories, didn't you picture him working on the line? In reality, he was the bookkeeper. <clears throat> no, two different what? jobs. Two different jobs. Because on Friday, he talks about being the working in the office at his dad's factory. That was oh. the steel oh. fabrication factory. With the soup. The free right. soup. Right. Out of the coffee dispenser. Oh, God. <laughs> Um, no wonder I love those machines. No wonder he can't replicate it because it goes through the same thing as the coffee. So he needs to just <laughs> put really right. bad bullion through coffee filter. It does pot not. Of coffee. You guys are showing you're showing a lot of ignorance. The, <laughs> each one of those beverages in the old timey machines, the one that I used to use was um, at the Anacortes Ferry Dock on the way up to Lopez. They all have their own tubes. The 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 chicken soup, while it's been in the machine for a few decades, does not travel through <laughs> the the hot chocolate or the coffee tube to get to your cup that you are responsible for placing underneath. Right. No, uh, we had, there was one of those machines at the laundromat we went to a lot when I was a kid, and I always got the hot chocolate. I don't think I once braved the soup. Mm. Um. Yeah, two different factories. So. It's Ohio. You have to be more specific. <laughs> the fiberglass factory, he worked on a machine. And, of course, that's mm. the place where he always dreamed of working up to the other machine. <laughs> uh, and he never wore the mask because no one else did, and he didn't want to look uncool. Mm-hmm. 
<clears throat> peer pressure. Top story. Um, I think these were done in the wrong order, but their top story was the uh, Tom Brady reversal on his suspension. Uh, they promised us four minutes of sport ball and gave us about ten. Yeah. Where do I begin in New England? Uh-huh. Um, well, Bobby, you are you're more or less behind enemy lines because you're a Buffalo guy, and Tom Brady has been kicking your ass for. <clears throat> The better part of two decades now, uh, almost, yeah, almost a yeah. decade and a half. He's been he's been kicking your ass. Uh, how does it feel to see him uh, skate on this? Because he he uh, he fired his toilet his uh, phone directly in the toilet as soon as <laughs> the investigators called. How does it feel to see him walk? Uh, well, I mean, here's the problem. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Roger Goodell uh, dishing out. His own brand of industrial justice, uh, what the fuck? which was the, the quote from the judge. And as I wrote I on, I'm going to pull a Luke. As I wrote on Twitter, uh, bad review for an NFL commissioner, great review for an indie rocker. <laughs> uh, I knew it was going to come back to bite Goodell in the ass because it was only a matter of time. He's mishandled so many things. Yeah, that's that's the only upside to it. As how, far as I'm concerned. How he doesn't take a platinum parachute and just get out of this job in Pine Island somewhere yes, is beyond me. Just get the He's F pulling out dude. more money than any other nonprofit executive I know. <laughs> <clears throat> well, I have a question because I only mildly care about this. Actually, I don't care about it at all. But is part of the reason why it was overturned because the punishment wasn't handed out immediately? Um, mainly it was because... There was no warning structure in place and no precedent for the number of games he was penalized. Um, yeah, and it also seemed to irritate the judge that there was no, there was no physical evidence of conspiracy. Right. There was no paper trail on either side. There was mm-hmm. no proof, actual, literal proof that Tom Brady facilitated this cheating, even though it's obvious. And there was no, um, you know, there was no warning. He didn't get a file note. Uh, he didn't get brought in for a wrist slap. And so to go from zero to four game suspension yeah. in the NFL and basically taking a good swipe at tanking the Patriots season four games. I mean, uh, yeah, just too much. And he's right. The judge is right. But of course, as a yeah. Buffalo Bills fan, as a not Patriots fan, I'm mm-hmm. pissed because the Bills play the Pats in week two. Yeah. And. Uh, the Bills have the second best defense ranked going into this season, and I would love to see them beat the crap out of Garoppolo. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have a question. Why did um, why did this hearing happen? Is it normal, or did Brady and the Patriots bring it? Uh, it was lawsuits. Brady, they, uh, the NFLPA, and Brady—that's the the union for the players, the players association. Uh, they and Brady basically sued. Uh, the NFL saying that it was unfair. It was a labor relations lawsuit. You know, if Tom Brady worked in one of those factories and got fired and was unionized, it would be the same lawsuit. I mean, what about the guy, um, was it Plaxico that shot himself in the leg and he had to go to jail and lose, uh, lose a bunch of games. I mean, there's no precedent for that. Well, there's no precedent for that specifically, but the NFL has a, um, Sort of a player uh, conduct, the, yeah, conduct policy. 
Yeah. And um, they you prefer you, laws. They prefer you um, use a holster instead of putting <laughs> your gun in your sweatpants band. And and it happened in New York City where they were gun laws to, are very strict. Yeah, right. they were trying to make a um, a point. I want to sharpshoot myself before we go any further. Um, he was not actually wearing sweatpants. That's a misnomer. They were different kind of pants that he put he was his wearing gun tonight into. pants. Right. Okay. <laughs> he was wearing cut off khakis with a belt. Well, and he yeah. should have gone to jail just for that. Right. <laughs> the second he took the scissors to those to those dockers, <laughs> they should have jailed him. Right. I mean, that should have already violated the code of conduct for the NFL. Um, Brady's back. Nobody's happy about it except New England. Um, mm. I had to turn off. Like, I listened to a fair amount of sports radio. I just couldn't Ugh. do it. Um, the press was out interviewing people on the street being like, free at last, free at last. Mm. I was offended for all the people that the phrase free at last meant something for. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, God. Um, the real top story of Thursday is that McDonald's is going to start serving breakfast all day. Let me ask you this about uh, McDonald's breakfast. I've never really been into the the egg McMuffin. I kind of find that the the biscuit or whatever dry or whatever. But uh, one thing that I actually miss that I used to get when I was a kid was the breakfast on the you know you get the styrofoam <laughs> plate with the whole breakfast there. I I find myself wanting to do that again. I, it never happens. Like I never follow through on it, but. When I am ever in a McDonald's, I look up at that board and I'm like, I should get that breakfast. And now I'll have a chance to not get that breakfast all day. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, no, McDonald's breakfast I is the only thing I like for McDonald's because I don't eat meat. And so having the egg as a option. Mm -hmm. That fresh cracked egg. <laughs> it's the yeah. only thing that's actually freshly cooked from McDonald's is that egg. Yep. Um, I was saying I don't eat a ton of McDonald's. I would say I probably eat more breakfast than lunch from McDonald's. And I do love even a good biscuit sandwich once in a while. It is a little dry, but <clears throat> it's also slathered in butter, so it's okay. Um, if I'm going to go to McDonald's at 3 o'clock in the afternoon for like a mid-snack I think I'd much rather an Egg McMuffin than a cheeseburger of some kind. Mm -hmm. God, I'm getting hungry now. This should just, um, we should get Kevin on and just do a food episode. Yes. A food relating to TBTL at some point. Um, the real top story of Thursday is actually this tweet from Seth MacFarlane about the two mm -hmm. saddest words. What was the phrasing? Uh, the two saddest words in the English language are podcast sidekick. Hurting some feelings. Um, well, I can't believe he 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 let that get in his feelings. Yet he could have easily fired back at me. Said, "Well, how about the guy who co-hosts a podcast about a podcast <laughs> and its sidekick?" I mean, he could have he could have destroyed me, but he didn't do it. Andrew, just come on, dude. Right, take a shot back. <laughs> I, I thought that was hilarious, that whole conversation. And then when he said, you know, he has a podcast that just talks bad about me. And then Luke said, I'm not familiar. <laughs> I love that that's always his answer. Oh, Luke, yeah. you're familiar. You listen. You're listening right now. You can't not listen. 
Nice work getting us a shout out, though. That's the only part mm-hmm. that matters. Oh, uh, yeah. New listeners, welcome to the Little Red Bandwagon. Thank you for following that announcement Hello. <laughs> from Thursday's show. <clears throat> uh, we ended up with a voicemail. Uh, Linda calls in with an entire TBTL intro that she read to share with us her Aussie accent. We it need to awesome. get her on our show. Yes, fast Linda, track if you're her listening, for a Saturday. Well, she Let's hasn't get ever that written Sheila in. on the show. She hasn't filled out the form. Linda, mm-hmm. if you're listening, we need you. We need you to tell us uh, what's a knife. Come on our show. Uh, <laughs> don't offend her with the cliches. Come on. I want to actually talk to her. I want to talk to somebody from Australia about New Zealand. Is New Zealand like the Canada of Australia? <laughs> like better snacks? Right. Right. I wonder how do they what feel about New Zealand? How does Their New Zealand feel about Their football's a little different them? because it's rugby. Yeah. <laughs> Worse sports, better snacks, uh, terrible army. Is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, their air force, the New Zealand air force is just terrible. Do they come steal your jobs like the Canadians do here? We need to build a wall mm-hmm. to keep out New Zealand. <laughs> build a wall between New Zealand and Australia. <laughs> but the problem is it's on the floor of the ocean. It doesn't do anything. Right. Uh, Friday, 1941. Previously on Breakfast Soup. That was a great fucking joke. Oh my yeah. gosh. By the way. That I wrote a note that it's the best pod best inside podcast title ever. <laughs> uh, I think I might be imagining it, but I think Andrew and Luke may just be fucking with me now <laughs> with an entire bro centric intro. Oh my god, that's my favorite <laughs> scene from Silicon Valley this year. I have been railing against them for weeks and weeks now for letting bro come into their lexicon. And this week with the Kanye talk and talking more like Kanye, using more bros, I didn't bring it up earlier in the week. I didn't put it in my notes because I didn't want to talk about it. But now they're just wagging at our faces. Yeah, you seem unnaturally upset by by bro. They're, they're, they're in on the joke. I know. Come on. Well, I just worry... When you stare into the mirror long enough, making a face, oh, you know, yeah. I worry that you just become the monster and they're going to become the bros if they keep it up. Bobby, next time I see you, I'm going to don't don't leave your phone with me because I will download the bro app onto your phone. <laughs> oh, that I, needs to happen. I will triple like everything you post. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, uh, bro. Luke's laptop is dead. Uh, but it's okay because I get the feeling without permission that he borrowed the laptop of the homeowner he's uh, <laughs> crashing with. <laughs> um, Hopefully there's not too much pixelated stuff on there. Right. On either of them for mm-hmm. everyone's sake. Mm. Um, but he took his laptop to the hospital. Um, and at the end of the show, we got an update that his laptop is going in for surgery. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, I love my MacBook and I don't know what the hell I would do if it just didn't turn on one day. I think I'd be mortified. Well, I, this was like three months ago or so I was having trouble with my laptop and I didn't have to take it in, but I did have to call the support. And while I was on the phone, you know, um, I had to hit control R and give my bank information and and all that. (laughs) And, and this woman, um, she was in another country and her English was pretty good, but she's taking control of my laptop and I'm watching her like working on it. And there's like only two things on there that I'm kind of 
I didn't even know I was ashamed of them until I like was looking through her eyes as she's the, the mouse is moving around and I'm not moving it. And there's, I have like one game that I've loaded onto, onto my laptop and it's kind of a childish game. I don't even, I can't even tell you what it's called right now off the top of my head, but it's, it's a war game, but it's like a kid's game. And she's like hovering the mouse over it and she goes, is this a fun game? And I'm like, ugh. God, please. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty great, and whatever, and and then what she's not talking about is my screen saver or uh, or desktop, which is the picture of George Costanza in his underwear on, <laughs> posing on the couch uh, as he's trying to seduce the woman at the photo store. Oh. Um, so we're just both staring at that, and nobody's talking about it. Um, so yeah, it's, it isn't, it isn't always porn guys. It isn't always porn. You know, right. You're not, you weren't bashful about the gigs and gigs of hardcore pornography on your no, hard drive. They see no, that all not the time. At all. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Bad mama jamma. She's, she's seen it. Right. I'm sure she's seen it. Um, Seinfeld though, in a worldwide phenomenon, you know, if you catch someone who's never heard of it or knows what it is, she might think that's a portrait of you mm-hmm. yeah. that's what or I your, said. or your significant other. Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, I, at, at that point, I was a little heavier fella and I might have taken it at that point. I was like, <laughs> yeah, if she thinks that's me, I'll take it. Um, I would have taken my glasses off though. Well, you know, you have a certain level of, yeah. <laughs> uh, Andrew's not feeling well, uh, or wasn't anyway until he got a dose of pho in his life, mm-hmm. which led to an extended conversation about, the wonders of pho, pho puns, carbs in the noodles. <laughs> Anyone have any f- hot takes on pho? Well, I have to say that the Stens page saved me this week on this episode because there was so much talk about pho and tic-tac-toe and I realized I had never heard that episode. Um, and so I went through and realized I had listened to this episode on the bus and fallen asleep for half an hour (laughs) and I had no idea. So I didn't realize I had missed this portion. So thanks to the stents page. It was a long one. And, um, yeah. Fu talk. I don't have anything about fu talk. Um, you don't, you've never had it. No, I like fu. I've had fu. I I don't have any biting commentary on fu. I think, uh, yes, when you, have your face over that bowl and you're basically steaming out your sinuses. Yeah. Um, there's definitely a, a benefit there, just like any other big bowl of soup. Well, it's super salty too. So if you're dehydrated from drinking and being hung over, <laughs> it's the sodium. I actually can't eat pho or Vietnamese food anymore because my last boss ruined it for me. I get PTSD if I ever go your, into a your, place. What, what Wait, your most recent last boss? It has to be or your, he. Or your dead last boss. My Not my dead one. Um, the last boss that I just left this week. Okay. What did he do? What he did to me is we had to go get the lunches for all the all the executives. And he required his to be served to him in a silver bowl with a silver fork. And then when he decided he was done with the food, he would just put it on my chair at my desk. And I would have to clean the bowl for him. He sounds like a real charmer. Mm-hmm. That's why I have a new job. <laughs> Congratulations again, <Thanks. laughs> by the way. We're very happy for you. Me too. <laughs> uh, 
Um, Fuck that guy. I know, right? <laughs> what a dick. Um, top story, water fountains are gross. <laughs> <laughs> right. Don't bathe in them. Don't lick them. Don't, right. Uh... I think they made a good point. The guys made a good point that no one thought the question was about yeah. the water fountain in the park that the cast from Friends was dancing yeah. in. Right. Right. But somebody should have warned them that they were all going to get gross diseases from that photo shoot. Um, yeah, water fountains are gross. Was anyone shocked? No. <laughs> no. Um, no. Passing reference to hi bye friends. I liked that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, if we're ever in the same city again, Mike, we can be hi bye friends. Oh. Sure. Yeah. I think both Keep of your casual. both of your wives have you as hi bye friends, right? <laughs> Barely. Just just about. <laughs> yep. Uh, I put my half of the mortgage in the joint checking account at the start of the month, and then I see her in a month. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> that led to the cereal, cereal breakfast soup conversation, which was a delight. <laughs> mm-hmm. I I agree. I think it's really, I don't, I'm not a fan of breakfast food just because it's all sugar, basically what quote unquote breakfast food is. So I'm all for have a sandwich for breakfast. Have I, I'm opposed to breakfast food mainly because it's served at a time that I'm not hungry. <laughs> right. Exactly. I'm not hungry. You're until- both. 10 30 11 you're both yeah. ridiculous um breakfast food is amazing but here's the thing i think that they've over analyzed the sweet to savory balance um you can love breakfast food like i do and not love the sweet food i'll have a pancake once in a while or whatever i actually like a really good waffle if the batter's not too sweet um but it's it's about eggs and toast and it's about buttery greasiness oh, not I, I cook breakfast uh, for my bride, but I just don't participate in the breakfast because I'm not hungry. No matter how delicious I prepare that breakfast, I don't want it. Well, and that's the other thing. Slander breakfast if you want, but you don't have to eat it in the morning. I mean, I guess because I grew up going to diners, like breakfast is an all day thing. Let's not talk about not eating sweet foods at breakfast in the morning. Let's talk about eating breakfast food all day. I mean, that was always a joy of our childhood. You know, when I was a kid, having eggs and bacon for dinner instead of, you know, uh, a traditional dinner meal, Brinner was great. Yeah. He had some Coca-Cola to wash it right. down. Right. Wash it down with, with original sugary red bottle Coke. <laughs> there you go. Um, we move on to the guys talking about having moments of monk where they're suddenly germaphobes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm definitely guilty of that. I use paper towel to open the bathroom door. Um, I actually go through phases where I just try not to touch doorknobs in general when I'm in public. I'm on the other side of that. I I think you're opening doorknobs with your face, with your mm-hmm. mouth, my tongue, just usually yeah. I'll just yeah. hook my tongue around the doorknob. And I immediately regret that making that noise. <laughs> <laughs> I, now that I'm back on the bus, I like to lick the handles. Mm-hmm. Sure. Absolutely. That's more. I like a, to well. I like to drop my my uh, fare into the into the thing with my tongue, and then shove it. Make sure it shove it through. You know, get the dollars down in there with my tongue. And that's and half- then yeah, lick everyone's face as I walk down the aisle on the way to my seat. <laughs> I have a bus pass that I just keep in my mouth <laughs> with my Starbucks um, card. With yeah, with your shit card. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is like when people keep money. Um, tucked in their sock or when women pull mm-hmm. something out of their bra, mm-hmm. I'm always just like, I don't, 
don't want something that was just wedged against your body somewhere. Especially if you're going to mace me with it. Just keep it in your bra. (laughs) (laughs) I see you've been reading the drafts of my book. Um, Drive-through etiquette. Um, Luke gets turned down (laughs) when he tries to get I'm proud of that girl. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. No, but um, it is a health code violation. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. It's it's too bad that they don't have some sort of garbage can along the drive-through uh, route. That's they, always they used to. Starbucks used to have so they used to take all garbage. Then it, that must have been a health code thing. Now they they won't even touch if you get a refill. So you can get refills of drip coffee and iced tea if you're a Starbucks member, and they won't even take the straw or the lid. They say, "Can you take it off for me?" even on your personal cup. And then they used to have a garbage outside of it. And I think that that became some kind of health code thing too. I think I'm just going to start going through the drive-thru at Starbucks and just throwing all my trash from the house into (laughs) into the window. Because you know what? hefty bag. You know that people have done that and that's why they had to. One person ruins it for everybody. Yep. Yeah. One person tries to throw away their motor oil through (laughs) the (laughs) drive-thru window and then it's ruined for everyone. Uh, Andrew made a comment about great hotels in small cities where you're really the big fish in the small pond and how much you love it because the prices are great. Um, as someone who heads back to Rochester, New York fairly often, I have to say, I completely understand. Um, when I was in college, I used to go back for Christmas and stay at the Hyatt in downtown Rochester for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day for like 40 bucks a night. And they were falling over themselves to give me nice things just because there was nobody else in the hotel. Right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, do it. If you ever have to go to some medium market city, uh, get yourself downtown in the nice hotel. Enjoy mm-hmm. some room service. Uh, y- you're worth it. Uh, slip and slide stories. I don't have any. I was too poor to have a slip and slide. I never had one. I actually had this one. The exact you one he's the... talking about. Um, only because I don't even think it was ours. I think it was um, somehow my. What was mom, it called? The Gator Explosion or something? Crocodile like Mile. <laughs> crocodile Mile. Okay. And let me just tell you after the third person goes down the Crocodile Mile, the little chute that you come out of the with the hanging down thing, that falls off. The pool comes detached at, by the end of the day. <laughs> Those things are so crappy. Why wouldn't you just like tape together a bunch of uh, contractor bags. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, what's or the difference? or something? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I have a story about Jeremy doing a slip and slide this summer. He thought it was really fun. Um, why, even for kids, why is it fun to flop your body down after getting a running start and then sliding on plastic and then ending up in the grass with water? So he... He would uh, get a running start. It was downhill. And because he had so much momentum, because he's not a 50-pound kid, um, his stomach was just scratched up because he would fling (laughs) off and then keep going and scratch. And he did it multiple times. I mean, he's like, oh, this hurts. Of course he did. I'm going again. Who needs a slip and slide when you have a slick gold bodysuit? Right. (sighs) No, obviously he had his shirt off because he got scratched up. Um (laughs) He's well. He's Dude, never nude. That gold suit is under him all the time. On, put a <laughs> shirt on. Put it on. Well, I was just thinking. You know, if you're slippery, like if you grease that thing up, 
the world is here. All right. Slide. Moving on. Oh my goodness. I'm um, getting angry. <laughs> you getting well, angry about Jeremy being naked? Then yes. Let's I often on. do that as well. <laughs> let's move on <laughs> to John Daly being a god oh, among John, men. <laughs> John Daly. <laughs> while, while we're talking about uh, big fellas. He's living the life. They described it perfectly. He's just a hillbilly who learned to swing a golf club. <laughs> yeah. You know who would make a better judge at the Bentonville annual squirrel cook-off than Luke Burbank? Mm. John Daly. Yes, John Daly. <laughs> I, I'm if you so can keep confused. him upright and conscious enough, he would do great. Is Luke just taking any ex- assignment that is coming his way? That's money, man. He, my, of course he'd take that My assignment. guess is that Mo Rock is going on vacation, and so they needed <laughs> someone to send to uh, Arkansas. And, uh, yeah, Luke's next on the list to fill that sort of public radio-y, sort of PBS-y, hip-with-the-kids role. Well, mm-hmm. I pictured um, I pictured Carrie saying, you did this to me, like sitting in the house, and saying, yeah. you go eat some fucking squirrel. <laughs> oh, oh, I thought I thought you were like, she's mad because uh, they moved into the house, yeah. and he so hates it. So he needs it. to go get... <clears throat> Get oh, some no, money. I, th- I thought it was like, no, I thought it was like, um, he, he's trying to get out of there, you know, abandon oh. her and right. sitting in the middle of that house. Time for Carrie to take another week without him to mm-hmm. this time find the contractors. And remember why yeah. she loves them. They need space. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, here's another thing about Bentonville, Arkansas is that there's, it, an, there's another thing about Bentonville, Arkansas. Yeah. It's the home of Walmart. There's actually a Walmart museum. Oh. oh, wow. Do they have wax figurines of people who get paid 30 hours a week so they don't get health care? <laughs> <laughs> no, they have they have an actual mummy of the first greeter. <laughs> <laughs> I need Luke to go to the Walmart museum and report back to us. Oh, he should. Somebody tweet at him to go to the Walmart museum because that would be a Just lot of fun. Make sure to watch for falling prices, though. <laughs> Jeremy, we need a rim shot at 145. <laughs> um, before we do the teaser for next week, just an email that um, animals are used at airports all the time. There are goats who eat the yeah. wild grass at O'Hare to keep the birds away somehow. Um, I've heard that before, actually. Um, I've never actually seen them landing at O'Hare, but I hear people have. Your silence is I, noted. Th- I've- no, I... I, I've I know that they're they use a lot they they try to keep geese away from I know SeaTac geese are probably a big big problem they probably have a yeti there that scares them away <laughs> or something but but um yeah it's like most airports have some sort of problem that they have to take care of and uh, I guess goats are as good as anything for that problem yeah yeah uh, next week on TBTL we're getting five episodes curated. By our favorite field reporter, Phyllis Fletcher. Yay, I'm hey, so excited. Guys, I am out on Phyllis. And you want to know why? Please tell us. I was listening. I was re-listening to TBTL last night, and they, they were talking about how Phyllis was going to come on and do her favorites. And I was very curious as to what her favorites would be. So mm-hmm. I sent her a message, and I thought, oh, me and Phyllis, we're tight. She's, she'll tell me. She knows I won't tell anyone. She wouldn't tell me. She wouldn't tell me. She would tell me that... She did tell me that she had to work really hard not to do anything that we've already covered 
on Little Red Bandwagon and not to do anything that they've um, replayed a lot on TBTL. So she said it was really, really tough. And so we're talking about this. And I finally just said, so what are they? And then she got real cagey and she wouldn't tell me. So um, Phyllis and I, we might be finished as friends. That's that's one thing. And the other thing is, I don't think I'm going to listen this week because I'm angry. Are you going to take back your bro book likes? (laughs) Yeah, we... We were bro, we were bros, me and Phyllis. <laughs> but but I un, I untriple liked every all of her stuff on the bro app last night <laughs> after she shut me down. You've we've reprioritized her after host. Yeah, she's way behind. <laughs> I've I've prioritized every guy I know in front of her now <laughs> because I'm calling her. No, I won't say. Nope, it. don't do it. Don't. I shouldn't have taken us down that road. Um, I hope that she gives a shout out to the archive project oh yes yeah <laughs> uh music music for your weekend andrew uh first proposes the game of thrones on tape and then gives his real suggestion of jaguar Maz come save me luke with courtney barnett's don't apply compression gently and guest contributor to the segment aaron roden with party nails break there's your music for the weekend. In case what you does Aaron Roden know about music? Nothing. I mean, that's what I want to know. <laughs> Nothing. I don't know why they thought that was a good idea. Um, Ugh, but waste I'm, of time, Aaron I'm, Roden. Who's he? Roden. I had considered not including music for your weekend anymore in the recap, but since Friday's show was 90 minutes long, I wanted to just put it there for anyone who didn't make it to the end without falling asleep right. on the bus. So, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, housekeeping. I don't know that we need a real big archive project update christy but it sounds like maybe a couple of people got snapped uh snapped into line recently and jumped in yes, so that's good we, I'm, so i have decided that um starting next week i'm going to give a star of the week a gold star of the week and a you're on my list name <laughs> someone who hasn't even started their weeks that's that's what i'm gonna do starting next week right. so you're <laughs> on notice you're on notice, DJ. <laughs> so you're starting this week with the <laughs> shit list. No, no, he's not on Turn the list yet. Turn off the oven, put away the checks mix, and listen to your week. <laughs> Mike, do you want to tell us how people can get involved with our I, show? I, I'm just going to go real brief because you you got to get out the door, Bobby. Um, just go to littleredbandwagon.com or just Google Little Red Bandwagon. You'll find all the stuff. We, um, we're in need of some interesting applications. So go ahead and, uh, submit, um, and we'll get you on the show. Um, the, uh, what I did want to ask though, uh, before we get out of here is Christy, what's going on at Nerd Out Loud? This is my favorite part of the show. (laughs) We interviewed a very interesting person who goes by the name of Weedini. He's a marijuana magician. What? He he comes over and makes your weed disappear? <laughs> I've known a few of those yeah, guys. Exactly. No, it's, it's much it's much more meta than that, Mike. He actually has dedicated his entire life to making his parents' hopes and dreams disappear. Oh, gotcha. Yep, that too. And he does a, a fun magic trick with the audience so that everyone should come over and listen to that. I can't believe you had an answer. Isn't that impressive? I know, Bobby? right? She well, we just recorded yeah. it last night, so I would be even worse than normal if I didn't have it. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, kids. 
Go listen to Nerd Out Loud. We'll be back on Saturday with your next interview show. Um, and until then, Christy? This is the next party. I love you, Jen, and you should never have to wait for cake. Adrian Beltre has four golden gloves. Your friend is a dumbass. Nailed it.